On Saturday night, we'll be visiting the most haunted house in Britain. But will the ghosts be there? Can you take it? Ghost Watch, a Screen One special for Halloween, Saturday at 9.25 on One. Transmission will start in five seconds from now. Five, four, three, two, one, hit! On podcast, my name is Simon Meddings and I'm MC Kelly. And we're, we're, in, we're in an off mood today, aren't we, Carl? Why? Because it's uh, the middle of the week. I'm doing a Boris Johnson, yeah, yeah. middle of the week before it's me. a mass crash down, before it's a Thursday boom. Yeah. Do you remember the edit time we ever tried a podcast on a Thursday? That was we good. had to abandon it after 10 minutes because we both couldn't even put a string of sentence together. That was the infamous Vic Reeves, yeah, yeah. Podcast. We couldn't, we didn't even know what the catchphrases were, <laughs> which I've still got actually. Is a um, I've kept the file, I don't know why. Now we should still do that. I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of a little bit out of love with Vic Reeves now. Yeah, yeah. I've got more to me, yes, yeah. but Vic Reeves, no? Yeah, but yeah. that was an infamous one where we said we're never going to do a Thursday ever again. <laughs> yeah, Have no, you never did? No. So, um, obviously, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to our, uh, what month are we? November yeah, no. podcast, yeah. um, 2019, for those um, listening in the future, yeah. or even in the past, who knows, time travel. Oh, I'm going to see some of yeah, that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, but before we talk about Ghost Watch, uh, we're going to talk about. Uh, can we go to work? Talked about Doctor Sleep. Yeah, we are because we went. Uh, we were separate occasions. Yeah, uh, roughly the same way to go and see it. Um, I think though that you're going to enjoy it more if you have seen The Shining. Yeah, this moving out there. No, because I listened to Commodore and Mayo, and people were saying, "Oh yeah," because I watched an interview with Rebecca Ferguson saying, "Oh yeah, you don't need to see that." Mm. And I thought, if you hadn't saw The Shining, I'd say a half of the film ain't going to mean anything to you. There's bits of it, like the vampire people, fair enough, you could do that. Mm. But you'd have no idea where they were going, no. what the significance is of the house at the end, of the twins, yeah. of all the people, of Jack Nichols. You know, it wouldn't mean, if you start off, you wouldn't have an hour with that bloke. No, she, no. So well, that's I mean, a myth. There is a bit where Halloran comes in and he, he says, you know, do you remember Doc? Um, what I said to you the first time I saw you at the Overlook Hotel was what I was getting away. You know, he says that, doesn't he? Yeah. But he doesn't really, you don't get any information the fact that he's, that Jack, uh, sorry, that Danny's dad killed him. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. never mentioned, right? So you don't really know that easy a go, what's going on here? And I think, I think, you, you know, I think you're going to lose a little bit of that. It's funny because, um, our mate Steve at work, his daughter went to see and she really didn't like it at all and she has seen The Shining. But she really didn't like it. Why? I'm not too sure. She just she didn't find it scary or anything like that. It's not, it's not that kind of scary I, I film. Think, I think Do you know why? Because of... young want jump scares. Yeah. They're brought up on jump scares, yeah. which is not being scared. It's a reaction, so I don't but like jump scares. Is it, is it though, or is it the fact that we've been brought up on a different type of horror? Of course, it is. is so, so jump 
jump scaring he's probably their type of horror as our kind of horror mm. he's kind of like oh, dread I do to me all of the shining and that is all about impending dread <laughs> especially <laughs> for, da- for Danny in it oh, it's yeah. like yeah. you know you know it's no plot spoiler but you know where the life story's going mm. and it's not good and it's no surprise really and I think a lot of people don't want Sort of a hero, and he's not really a hero, and it's not really. He doesn't think, start off her, no, he does like, Well, that's what I really like. Yeah, he's not the, very nice. No, is the he? fact that he's, he's, he's in a really bad place and wonderfully acted by Ewan McGregor on this, yeah, as, well. yeah. as you, you summed it up perfectly. Actually, you turn around and said, Well, you know, Ewan McGregor just does what he does, he gives a solid, solid, stable per- performance, yeah. and that's what you want out of this kind of film. I don't, yeah, I don't think he's a barnstorming actor, he's not Joaquin Phoenix in the Joker. No. He's not that. But this but is going to be more played down, isn't it? He's like, like, you know, we grew up with everyman actors, and I don't mean that as, as a negative thing. No. We grew up with actors like Brian Kennedy, Patrick McGoon, and they're just good, yeah. brilliant actors. I think someone like Kevin Grant is a solid, a yeah. solid actor. I don't think he was an amazing actor. No, but you knew that he was going to be entertained, and yeah. surely that's what being a good yeah. actor is. Like I said, I've never seen him in Greg with anything bad. Ever. I don't think I've ever seen him bad anything. Velvet, 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 yeah, uh, yeah, but that's just a Velvet Goldmine. Velvet Goldmine. It's an awful film, though, isn't it? That's just a penis film, yeah. isn't it? The only reason why loads of people went to see that is because he got his old fellow. But do you know, right, after that film, he, give, he was going to give up drinking. Right. Because, you know, he was supposed to be Iggy Pop. Yeah. Right? And once he was at a party, oh, and really? Iggy Pop was at a party, and he jumped up and started dancing like Iggy Pop, flashed his cock out. And Iggy Pop went up to him and said, if I was you, I'd pack him drinking. <laughs> He said, when Iggy Pop's telling you to do that, quit it. So is he totally teetotal? Teetotal, yeah. Teetotal, yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, well, he says he will drink for an occasion. I like a birthday celebration. Yeah, for a glass of wine, I think. That's probably been a Hollywood as well. Well, I think think Ewan McGregor's, you know... um, his credit really dropped a bit when after he, his midlife crisis after his midlife crisis and, yeah. and, and that was his, a midlife crisis well, wasn't it dumped his wife yeah and went from, we went from Fargo and yeah. that didn't last long did it and, you know, and I think oh mate what were you doing yeah. why do that you know don't do that and he's back in they're doing a Ben Kenobi film they are they're doing is it him going. is he doing it he's doing yeah yeah he's announced that he's doing it so, now I don't know if it's a film or I don't, or I don't I'm not sure if it's a TV series like uh, Mandalorian coming because I think these days a lot more actors especially well known actors are doing more TV because of the likes of yeah, yeah. Internet, but is there much, do you think there's much in the Ben Kenobi story I really? think so because you only know I mean the last time you see Ben Kenobi is when he hands over the, the, the you know the Skywalker children and then he disappears, and the next time we see him, then exactly. theoretically, Star Wars the original film. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to. You know, no, no, no. It's the, original uh, the original film, where he comes out doing that strange noises, which apparently there's four different versions of that because there's four different Star Wars. Anyway, that's fine. Anyway, anyway. um, so I think. So what's he been doing in all that time? You know, I mean, there's you got there's loads of books. There are loads. Of oh, books. is that? Oh, and and, uh, and anybody, anybody who's interested in Star Wars books, there's a wonderful podcast called Star Star Wars Stacks. Uh, it's a wonderful uh, podcast. If you're interested in those, go check that that podcast out. It's a great uh-huh. podcast. Uh, and and so there's but of course all those books now are kind of dismissed slightly. They're still they're still worth reading if you're into your Star Wars books. But they're, not but they're no longer canon because obviously they're well, the Star Trek ones. Yeah, where Kurt just keeps going on. And it's like <laughs> yeah. the Doctor Who ones where, where but I mean that I think the Target ones now are kind of being embraced into canon more. Oh, I like. Yeah, because we know though obviously that there was you know. In the, there wasn't any more Doctor Who, you know, it had gone off. So that, that was like the only way you could keep the, the continuing adventures along with Big Finish. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to, I, you know, I thought he, apart from the first film, which was, let's not talk about Phantom Menace, but 
I thought he was a good Kenobi and I'd like to see more, you know. Plus he's got enthusiasm for it. That's what I like about it. I know he did poo-poo the films a little bit, but I think he's got a lot of enthusiasm. It was a bit weird because when he first got, um, he was in love because he's, yeah. his uncle had been, it was red. Yes, right? his yeah, uncle was red. yeah. Uh, Dennis Wilson. Yeah, it, so he loved that. And then he went, he sort of went really, really serious then, didn't mm. he? Where, oh, well, you know, I'm above all that stuff. But see, he's gone, I think he's relaxed a bit about his yeah, that. He's done, he's a, half, he's done good. a Dustin Hoffman, but without the sexual Yeah, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dustin Hoffman has completely disappeared, didn't he? Mm. Is he? Is he staying in the same apartment as Kevin Spacey and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and what's his name, Brian Singer? Yeah, I saw a clip of uh, Kevin Spacey being heckled once. <laughs> oh, really? he's, he's still, but he's doing a play in America. Oh, really? And uh, just like he said, every, at least every show, someone gets up and heckles. Rightly <laughs> <laughs> like so, I think. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah. What, what, what was your opinion? Of the, the, the recasting of Jack Torrance and Wendy Torrance. Now, remember well. when I, what did I say to you? The first thing I come in and said to you was, right, don't get your expectations up, which I would say for anyone mm. who's going to watch it who hasn't saw it, don't build it up in your head because it's not the shining. No. But I said to you, the weirdest thing is the recasting. And straight away, you said to me, recasting? What the bloody even recast? I said, no. I said, wait and see. Yeah. And you were a bit trepidatious about it, weren't you? I, I, I was, because The Shining is an incredibly important film for yeah, me. I mean, and also because I am just a huge Jack Nicholson fan. Yeah, not me, but it it works so well, doesn't it? It really does. I mean, it's it, good as it could be done. It's better than having it bloody yeah, CGI'd oh, no, in. No, I don't want to like, do that. You know, yeah. the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought the, the. I mean, apart from Kevin Eldon when he did it in uh, Spaced, uh, I think he nailed that. But the guy who who plays Jack Thompson is is the guy who played Elliot in ET. Yeah. And um, which we seem to have talked about in the last. Weird. Yeah, that is. Really that was really weird. Really it? weird. Um, I thought he was brilliant. I thought he was great as when he was playing the bartender bit, and then you see him briefly walking down the corridor. Which you don't see in the film, yeah. uh, you know. I thought that was fantastic, and I thought the woman who played Wendy Tubbs noticed modern day things. She's noticed not smoking in it because when she looked like, like her, didn't she look uh, like her? Yeah, slightly more fresher face. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. But, but the, the guy same who, look. Yeah, the young guy. And I, what I do like as well is the fact that they got the clothing they're done. Yeah, and they also got the set of the Overlook stunningly. Good. Even the tricycle. Do you know, they said yeah. the trucks was the hardest thing to find. It's not exactly the same. No, they said they couldn't, no. they looked, they couldn't get it, they said it weren't made anymore. And the carpet's not exactly the same. And also there's a, li- there's a, few, there's a few things, if you're only retentive about oh, the shining like I am, then you, you know, you're going to notice more things. But I thought, you know, the, the, the little details, like there's two red plates on the wall in the corridor, mm-hmm. and they got that bang on. Yeah. Um, the, the little nod to those who read the book, the, two, the room, not 237, but 217, yeah, yeah. is in there when, when, uh, you, when Ewan's, Danny, Ewan's version of Danny, uh, goes into a room to see the dead person. I loved all those bits. I loved all the fact that it, once he's given up alcohol, he's starting to use his shine to do good, you know, to make people who are dying feel more yep. comfortable. I loved that. And I thought the end, I'm going to say what the end is, but I thought the yeah, end yeah. payoff was really nice, I thought. Yeah. Really nice. But huge kudos as well to Rebecca Ferguson. She's the best thing. looks like such luck a young yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer is, is I mean is she Irish is she Irish or not do you want to know who she is Swedish is she Swedish really? but no wonder she looks so bloody a, a dad <laughs> is English right. and brought her up English in Sweden ah, okay that's what he did she's born in Sweden she, but she said her dad was always spoke English with her right. and she wanted it to be English ah okay because she's, she's a bit like a bit like a gypsy she's all over the place yeah she's, she was raised in Ireland and then she raised in America and, and then can you tell me something here? She's called um, Bob of the Hat. No, uh, Rosie the Hat. Rosie the Hat, why? Why is it about the hat? Uh, no, do you know? Because you know the bit in the supermarket where she gets blown back. There's loads of people have said that. Someone goes to pick the hat up and she goes, no. No, the end bit as well. The hat stays. When she's, when the, 
when it all happened. Yeah. It's the hat falls on the floor, and now when she was on the interview with Komodo Mayo, uh, Sol Mayo said, "Did you try and take the hat?" Hmm. Said, "I weren't allowed to take the hat." And he went, "Why not?" Said, "Oh yeah, it's really really important for the future." Uh, so okay. is this going to be it? What well, I don't know. I don't know because that's all she said, and mm. I've been looking about that hat because even my wife was saying there's got to be more to because she yeah. talked about the hat. Mm. There's other people who've got hats in the group, and yeah. they're not called the hat. No. And she says, doesn't she? I wear the hat so much. Everyone calls me Rose the Rose hat. The hat, yeah. But she is. I mean, her dressing, that yeah. her clothing, her whoever did the costume design. Oh, she's like amazing that. because she's she nasty. Yeah. And, and like I said, there's killings in it mm. with her. And when she kills, it's fucking horrible. And it's horrific. Yeah. And she's a child murder. Yeah. 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 And it's when you see it, and yeah. it's like, whoa. Because that people didn't like that. Like, what you expect? Good. Good. <laughs> I'm into like yeah, it. Yeah. And that's to me is what a good horror film should be. You know, you like these things. No, it's just a really good film. It's like. It, it, as good as you could be expect, I couldn't mm. think of it unless Jack Nicholson de-aged no, and no, because I think Jack's got. I mean, it's a different with them doing the de-aging of like Bobby De Niro and, and yeah, yeah, Al Pacino yeah. and Joe Pesci because, because they haven't really put on an awful lot. No, no, Al Pacino like yeah. don't look a lot different. No, really. Jack, Jack. I mean, Jack's like really old there, but I mean, he has put a bit of timber on. Bless him, you know yeah. what I mean. And he is officially retired. But now he is. He has said he's got no interest at all. Yeah, it's yeah. a shame because I love I love uh, Jack Nicholson, but I think. Like a lot of people, we're kind of like privileged to um, see Jack Nicholson when he was, I mean, his prime was probably the 70s, but we saw him do... Yeah, we grew up in his 80s. 90s. I loved him in the 80s, but in the 80s he was just enjoying himself, weren't he? Yeah. 70s, he really... Well, he was still enjoying himself in the 70s. <laughs> I think he's still enjoying I, himself now. He's into the new mini arm, though, has he? His lifestyle, well, isn't he? Uh, of course not, really. I mean, I don't think he gives a shit, does he, really? Like you want him to write a biography, don't you? Yeah, I don't believe really you remember most of it. I think he... Uh, I he must have once. Yeah. Someone must I, I reckon, he's, I reckon he's wrote one, but I don't think he would have The wrote, stories he must yeah. have, because he, you know, he was a big fan of Hunter S. Thompson. Oh, yeah, yeah. He wrote that. You know what he did with Jack Nicholson for his birthday? No. Don't you know? No, no. Story no. About, yeah, it You've probably told me, but I have no memory. Oh, nor have I. So this is going to be the same podcast every <laughs> week. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, Hunter S. Thompson lived over the way from him, and they lived in uh, Colorado, right? Right, yeah. And it was Jack Nicholson's birthday. Mm. So we went out hunting... Killed an elk, cut an elk, it, an elk right. cut its heart out, what? drove over to Jack Nicholson's house and nailed it to his front door, rung the door, shouted, fuck you, and run off. <laughs> and that was his birthday present. That was his birthday. Guess who found it? His kids. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Jack Nicholson went after him with a gun, shot up his house, hunted his tongue in his house. Well, Hampson was like sticking his middle finger up out the window at him. Now, this is the world I want to live in, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I can see the reason why you were so despondent about my Ant and Dex story earlier on. <laughs> no, that, and they were mates. Oh, wow. But they said they were funny friends. They were like really good. Was it like Olive Reed and Keith Moon? They were really good friends, but they'd push it too far with each other. And yeah. one of them would lose the 10 and then he'd love it. Oh, but, right. they, but, uh, no, but Jack Nicholson put into his fun to have his uh, ashes blast into space. Ah, oh, right. Yeah, yeah he, was at the, he was at the funeral. Jack Nicholson, oh, he loved right. him. He said he loved him because he's everything that he wanted to be. Like, you know, a writer. And, yeah, they weren't a lot different, really. But, you know what? I, I was just... This is, this is linked, by the way. I was listening to Joe Rayner's Out to Lunch podcast earlier on. And he was... I think he was with uh, Guy Garvey. And anyway, the food he ordered, he took, he, took, he stopped, he said to me, he goes, I've just realised I've ordered the exact same food that Ernest Hemingway ordered before he shot himself. <laughs> So welcome live this Halloween night to the first ever TV Ghost Watch. That's the scene in uh, Fox Hill Drive in Northolt, our outside broadcast units are there. That's the house where it might all happen tonight or it might not. 
we shall see. We're going to investigate one of the most baffling and fascinating areas of human experience, the supernatural. Tonight, television is going ghost hunting in an unprecedented scientific experiment we hope to show you for the first time, irrefutable proof that ghosts really do exist. I'm joined in the studio by Dr. Lynn Pascoe to give her expert technical advice. Throughout the program, I'll be taking other expert opinion about the supernatural from both here and America. You'll be telling us your ghost stories. And as our tale unfolds, we'll be taking your calls about just what you're seeing. Well, let's go to the main location of our program, the house in Fox Hill Drive. Craig Charles, that well-known ghost hunter, is our reporter. Craig, how are you? Before, tell, the, tell our good listeners why we're talking about this. Yeah, now, I think, right, anyone outside of Britain, it ain't going to mean anything to you now. Well, they've probably seen you more than we have. <laughs> exactly. Right, well, basically... We went and saw it. Was it two weeks? Halloween, weren't it? Halloween. I went to see first. We, we went to see it on Halloween on the cinema, which was an amazing thing to see, really. Yeah. Uh, with the producer and the writer. Yeah. No, director, no, the director, director and writer doing a Q&A afterwards. So we went and watched it because a long time ago, was it 1992? It was 1992. Right. Uh, well, it was yeah, never repeated. So we've never seen it since. No. And we were surprised how different it was, but still really effective mm. in... And not, we will talk about that. Yeah. But we thought, oh, we've got to talk about this because it was such a big part of our life because it was the Ferrari in the country. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I can tell you more about that in a bit because mm. uh, uh, the Q&A, what he was talking about. Right, okay. And um, so before we've got to do it, and before we just do it as a, a thingy, but it's got quite a good... I think, I think it meant a lot, anyone out, yet again, and not more for old farts like us. Well, yeah, it's a big I mean, part I, of our life. Before we go into, into what it's all about, let me just read out um, some of the comments that uh, people put. There's a couple on Facebook. Um, so, uh, Philip Breen um, turned around and says, God, I remember watching that at the time and believing everything that was unfolding in front of me. I'm not ashamed to say I was bloody scared that night. Uh, shout out to Ian Higgins, yeah. uh, Cal, uh, a new listener. Hello, Ian. Hello, Ian. Um, it should be an interesting waffle. Ghostwatch was controversial, to say the least. Least um, David James, uh, not the goalkeeper, uh, I think he gets all the time, so sorry, David, yeah. um, <laughs> turns around and says, uh, says that Pipes is excited. Yeah. Now, I wrote that on our script we got here. And, and just, you've also got, what you want me to remind you. Yeah, I've got it on here. Because so. I forgot. <laughs> so, <there you> go. <laughs> Uh, Gareth Edwards says a ghost watch is without a shadow of a doubt the most scary thing I ever saw. The fact it got cancelled from repeats and everyone you spoke to in school playground on the Monday were either <clears throat> were either didn't watch it or it was fake types. It was hard to get it out of my head. Then it came out on DVD and I watched it again. I was instantly transported back to that no, I think it means October night. Pipes is a ghost that still scares me. Uh, our good mate Anthony James from the Scuttercast said uh, they blamed a local teenager's suicide on Ghostwatch near me. Truth was, he was always a bit unstable. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing to do with the show. BBC got blamed, though. And that is true. I'm just going to read this bit out here, so I do yeah. apologise, Cal, for wafting here. Because an 18-year-old factory worker, Martin Denham, who suffered from learning difficulties and had a mental age of 13... Now, it makes you wonder there, actually, that he was a factory worker, and yet he had a mental age of 13 still. Uh, died by suicide five days after the programme aired. The family home had suffered with a faulty central heating system, which had caused the pipes oh. to knock. Denham linked this to the activity in the show, causing great worry. He left a suicide note reading, If there are ghosts, I will be with you always as a ghost. 
His mother and stepfather, April and Percy Denham, blamed the BBC and they claimed that Martin was hypnotised and obsessed by the programme. The Broadcasting Standards Commission refused their complaint, along with 34 others as being outside their remit, but the High Court granted the Denham's permission for a judicial review requiring the BSC to hear their complaint. In his ruling, the BSC stated that the BBC had a duty to do more than simply hint at deception. It was practising on the audience. In Ghostwatch, there was a deliberate attempt to cultivate a sense of menace. They ruled that the programme was excessively distressing and graphic, referring to the scratches on the children's and the references to mutilated animals, and that it had aired too soon after the 9pm watershed. Mm. They further stated that the presence in the programme of, of presenters familiar from children's TV programmes took some parents off guard in deciding whether their children could continue to view. The film's producers argued that Ghostwatch aired during a drama slot and that it was recognisable as fiction to a vast majority and that running disclaimers or other announcements during the programme would have ruined its effectiveness. They also stated that they had anticipated the audience reaction and they would have made the fictional nature clearer. However, after the BSC ruling, they did issue an apology. Now, for a start, it says Scream 1 at the beginning. Which Should I tell you what the, the director said? <laughs> yes, please do. Straight away, he said... She said. She said. Well, sort of a little boat well Steve, Steve Oak is the writer. Yeah, and he was saying, writer. right, he said, if you straight away, he says... Ghostwatch, written by, by him. Stephen he said, if that don't give you a clue, then it's wrote. And then it has the actors, it's got their character names by yeah. their actors. Yeah. He said, there's nothing. He said, because people didn't want it to be fake. Mm. They wanted it to be real. Well, he said, that was the big problem. People wanted it to be real. Yeah. And then, then they reacted it to being real. He said, to be honest, he said, most people knew mm. it was fake. He said, they sent screeners out before. Yeah. So he said, a lot of the problem is it was the way the BBC dealt with it. Well, also the fact that they blame a lot of it on the fact that a lot of people turned over after a film finished on ITV. So when the film credits came up, they turned over and Ghostwatch had already started. So they missed the screen one. That's symbol. not the BBC's I mean, fault. That's not the BBC's fault. Also, as far as I'm concerned, 9pm is a watershed for a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. was never allowed to watch anything no. after, after, well, really after half seven when I was a kid. So after nine o'clock, I think anything should be... There's fair. even a bit of a joke in it about that because... Michael Parkinson says, what are you doing? Your kids watching it get into bed? That, it? It's yeah. like an why English you, Why are your children still yeah. watching the, the thing? And I love that about it. Now, this is actually classed uh, now, it's uh, roughly a new word, I'd say, as a, uh, a mockumentary. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, mockumentary. Is that one common, man? I don't think I've ever saw well, it. it wasn't. As I said, the only thing, I mean, shortly after this, of course, we had the Blair Ridge Project. Yeah, yeah. The guys who made that had never seen this, apparently. Which I'm not a fan of the Blair Ridge nah, Project nah. because I think it was the Blair Ridge Project. Remember, I was talking about it. And what's it? Is that it? Yeah, is that it? Because you know it's fake. Yeah, yeah. The trouble is when something's being broadcast on TV, you're more liable to believe something is real than you would do at a cinema. Because it's at the cinema, it's not live. No, 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 and yeah, therefore, you, wouldn't t- you couldn't turn around and say, this yeah. is actual footage of people being killed. Right? Yeah, so yeah. That, that would never work. Um, so it was created, it was said, by Stephen Voak, who wrote it and created it, and directed by Leslie uh, Manning. A big shout as well to uh, our friend Neil Morgan. Yeah. Uh, it starred uh, Sir Michael Parkinson. He was an Sir at the point. At this point, he was a well-known uh, chat show host. Uh, I'll tell you a bit more about him. Uh, so agree, Mike Smith, Craig Charles, uh, Gillian Bevan as Dr. Lynn Pascoe, and Keith Ferrari as Pipes. Actually, that's a little bit of a mistake. I do believe that it's actually Leslie Manning who did the voice. It was. She was at, yeah, it was. Because uh, they, they, they couldn't she get was talking about it. It's a BBC thing. Now, 
Uh, as we said, uh, during and following its first and only UK broadcast, the show attracted a considerable furore, resulting in an estimated 30,000 calls to the BBC switchboard in a single hour. But that was also to do with the online telephone number. Now, bear in mind, this was done like Watchdog. Uh, I don't know if America or Australia have these kind of programs where you have it's a customer complaints kind of thing. Yeah, where you have it now. Hey, have you had a, a man who says he's a locksmith and come round and broke your door? Yeah, yeah. Really and it was something like 081818, which was the going live children's television number, which should give you a hint yeah. as well about that. Now, <clears throat> the whole thing set about, you know, a house which is, Roughly, actually, we got a comment from Phil Hayes, actually, which we'll play a little bit later on, and Phil does say this, and I can't remember. What was the name of that house, that famous house that was had um, poltergeist activities, beginning with an E? Uh, uh, the M- Enfield Haunting. Enfield Haunting. So you've got stuff like this. Yeah. Before, and this is where it's kind of like, there's a, there's a hint to this all the way through, where there's some kind of poltergeist activity or some kind of ghost have you, activity. So, uh, have you ever saw the Timothy Spall Enfield Haunting TV series? No, is it any good? It's amazing. So Emma couldn't watch it, had to go to bed, because she was really? scared. Yeah. Because they don't know about that. Even no, it is fake. But <laughs> it, it, it's honestly, if you can get to see it somewhere, mm. it's on YouTube, it's amazing. There's like two episodes. Yeah. It's amazing. Oh, okay. It's really amazing. And Timothy Spall's in it. Yeah, he's brilliant in it. And because he, he loved that story, so I mean, he's brilliant in it. Oh, and because he, he's the, like, the real bloke who went into the house, and he was the one who believed it. Really? Yeah. I don't think it's too much about it. Yeah, no, it looks a really good series. So you've got all this going on, so that the, the children are distressed and all this and the monster. And when you watch it now, I don't know if you find this, is that the acting is kind of like not as, you know, it's kind of no, like... No, the first half an hour is dull. Yeah. And even he says now, he said he did that on purpose. Yeah. Because he kind of like, it's like... oh Exactly. So in real life, things don't happen. So he thought, I'm going to lure people in when nothing happens and people are thinking... Oh, I'm going to turn over now. It's yeah. a really boring. And, and even there, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. And then it starts to twist. Yeah. He so said, that's it. But it is dull for them. And ropey. Yeah. It's so obviously acting, isn't it? That's it what is. the thing noticed in for. Oh, my God. Yeah. Does it ever fool anyone? It is as well. And I think the fact that Gillian, be- uh, Gillian Bevan, who plays Dr. Lynn Pascoe, is actually quite a well-known actress now. Is at the time, and there is a thing here. She's obviously she's an actress because she's too good, isn't she? She is too good. Yeah. You know, is it on my is it on my little trivia thing? So I think I might try and say it now. Um, if I can find it. Da, 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 da. Oh yeah. Okay. On the night of transmission, actress Gillian Bevan returned home from the rap party to find an answer machine message from friend and fellow actress Judy Dench, oh. who jokingly chastised her for inadvertently spoiling her enjoyment of Ghostwatch having naturally recognised her in the role of Dot and Dim last yeah. <laughs> which means she knew it was staged and not live. It was filmed actually a couple of weeks before its actual airing and they had a rap party on the night. Now, what when we saw it at the showing, because I remember watching it when he was live and I was quite bothered by it. That, there was something in the back of my head was thinking, oh, that one because Clay Charles is in it. Yeah, yeah, it did scare it. It did scare I think the whole thing about pipes was Yeah, scary. I think the thing is, I think if they would have had it how it was meant to be with that five mm. episodes... And a live episode because that's what he wrote. Yeah, that five like a you know like a play where it would have been investigating and that live thing. Mm. I think it would have been more believable, but there's no way all that happens on on the one night, and that's no. the thing that gives it away. If only things happen that much. That much. I think as well though. What what to its credit. I think there's the the one phone call in which the the person phones up to say, "Do you know of the history of the house?" It's like, oh yeah, we know this. No, no, no. 
Yeah. Do you know the history of what happened before that event? And I love that. I'll tell you what. It's I'm nasty. The stuff that play uh, Phil's commentary because Phil goes into a little bit of detail yeah. about the history that you know before history kind of thing. Oh, yes. So if you play that, I'll uh, I'll we'll carry on. So that tells you a little bit about the history of the, the land and all the burial ground and all this and where the house comes from. And I liked that little bit of added kind of like, you know, thing to it. Added a bit of credence and then, you know, the whole thing's starting to happen where no one's believing them, nothing's going on. And then the, I thought the, the lead girl, the, the daughter actually, yeah. uh, who played, it was Michelle Wesson. In fact, they're both sisters in real life. Yeah, yeah. He was, he was uh, Cherise Wesson and Michelle Wesson. I thought Michelle Wesson, who plays Suzanne, was fantastic. Yeah. Fact, the same with Cherise, actually. They both pulled it off really well. Really? The mum, not so much. much. And I think as well, the good thing they did in it as well was where halfway through, when, she, when Sarah Green discovered the girl making the noises, yeah. he's a brilliant double bluff. Yeah. And then she went, well, it does, it does happen, but you know, so she wants to make you believe. Yeah. And, it, and that was the point, you think, oh, that's just a girl, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. And then it's like, oh, it's happening. And but I thought Parkinson was fabulous on that, the way he was a proper git. Oh, no, a smug yeah. git. He was also going, well, there we go, you know. Yeah, yeah. And you got the American, uh, that bit. Because who's also a well-known actor. Yeah. been in loads of stuff now. But I love the way that Parkinson was just so slightly condescending about it all, which you probably would be. You know, I would, because I'm a young believer. Classic Yorkshire. Kind of like, yeah, you know, yeah, kind yeah. Of, um, so let's just go, um, roughly through the so Stephen Vogue, who wrote it, he was born in 1954, he's a Welsh screenwriter and novelist who specializes in the horror genre. Uh, a comment, comment left by writer Stephen Vogue on the official Ghost Watch behind the curtains homepage claims that British illusionist Dylan Brown once told him that the film had at least partially inspired his similarly controversial TV hoax seance. Um, this was later confirmed by Brown himself while being interviewed for the BBC oh. for a documentary, Ghosts in the Machine. Oh. So that's quite an interesting thing. Yeah, Dylan Brown did it. A few did the one with the, the, the uh, Russian roulette The Russian roulette well, one as well, yeah. And that convinced everyone. Oh, yeah, yeah. But that's illusion for you. Yeah. So Michael Parkinson, Sir Michael Parkinson, CBE. Uh, he always is. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, born 28th of March, 1935. An English broadcaster, journalist and author. He presented his television talk show, Parkinson, from 1971 to 1982 and from 1998 to 2007, as well as other talk shows and programmes, both in the UK and internationally. He's also worked in radio broadcasting and he has been described by The Guardian as the greatest British talk show host. Would you agree with that? Think about all the people he had on his time. I know, yeah. I, 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 know, Sellers, I know that, but you look back in some of them interviews. Well, like the Helen Mirren one. He's terrible mm. with women. He <laughs> was terrible with women, but I think that was a lot of the times as yeah. well, weren't yeah. it? He was a bit, no, to me, I grew up was that Aspel, Michael Aspel. I love Aspel and, Aspel and Company. Yeah, 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 I love that. I wasn't a Wogan fan. No. People all love Wogan. I like Wogan. I know you, like, I, it doesn't really do it for me. I never understood, but I always love Aspel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I suppose, but I love that Incredible Strange film show. I was mm. in the, you know. With, uh, where, but, where is Michael Aspel? Is, is, is he still, he's still alive? Yeah. He's got to be pretty old, don't he? But I'm sure I saw a picture not long ago and he's still, like, yeah, he's aged well. Yeah. I mean, but I miss Aspel. No, I didn't watch. Uh, Parky, I did, but I was never a massive fan. I always found him a bit, a bit fucking smug. Yeah, but that's sort of part of his shtick, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, we smug and condescending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If anyone wants to see an amazing, watch the Helen Mirren interview. If you well, want to see an interview could never happen anymore, no. you'd be brain off the TV for I'm, I'm amazed how well composed Helen Mirren is throughout the whole of that. Because basically, you're saying, so you get your breath out. Yeah, the time. I always think that was meant oh. to be the Alan Parch's one with that woman. 
You know when you oh, have yeah, that, yeah, you, yeah, mean, yeah. you know what it is. Lads yeah. see there, look lads, I'm gonna get them out. <laughs> I always think that was meant to be that interview. Yeah, yeah. I always thought that. And wasn't that wasn't that somebody who took that was, was, a, was it Ricky Gervais? No, it wasn't Ricky Gervais. Wasn't it someone else or two men said about some woman being in a film and uh, the unusual thing is that she doesn't get a clue. Amanda Donahue. Is that Amanda Donahue? Because <laughs> when you were younger, Amanda Donahue in film. Oy. Yeah, there you go. I'm in for a That was a bloke you saw the one with, uh, when you saw Oliver Reed nude. That one, Castaway. Castaway, yeah. Yeah, yeah that shocked me. I didn't want to see that. <laughs> Actually, the Michael Aspel interview with. Uh, there's two Aspel interviews with Oliver Reed. One when he's pretty pissed. Although, is he? Is he, that if he's and then the other one, he says it's on introduced, actually. Uh, the second one is when he's, he's sober and he uh, is the is Dickie, Dickie Attenborough, and John Thor. And it's a wonderful oh, interview. I think you showed me a clip of it. But you see, John Thor does not look happy at one bit because he turned, I agree to him and goes, Well, I'm not like these boys here. I didn't have a privileged background. John Thor come from a working class Mancunian background. Yeah. And wasn't Oliver Reed Pops, a bit Pops? Of course he was. His, his grandfather, <laughs> his <laughs> grandfather <laughs> started Ryder. Yeah, it's always so Because yeah. there's a wonderful way to walk well, after him and goes, oh, he must be turning in his grave. And Oliver Reed just looks at him and goes, yes, he probably is. You know, <laughs> go away. Uh, now, interesting thing here, the two other presenters in this, Sarah Green, who is the person... Who's the roving reporter? She's say. the most thing, really. Mark and, Smith don't do much. He stands there. It should be noted. With a horrible suit. With a horrible suit. Fucking 90s yeah. big nice suits. Big it should be noted that both Sam Green and Mark Smith are well-known children's oh, TV this. presenters at this point. So to have them on the show was a great thing. Yeah. I thought Sam Green was wonderful. She was really good, didn't it? She was really believable. Uh, her, her original name is Elizabeth Sarah Green, uh, born... Uh, 25th October 1957, so she's around about 62 now. Uh, English, English television presenter and actress, she presented Blue Peter from May 1980 up to June 1983 and hosted Saturday morning shows, uh, Saturday Superstore, and of course the one that we all remember when we were younger, Going, going Live. It's a massive, you get up. Now that says it all, isn't it? You got up when you wanted a lighting to watch that. Yeah. Yeah, we've, that was uh, it. Such a big Schofield. Schofield, yeah. Now, on the 10th of September 1988, Green and her partner, Mike Smith, who will come to remember, uh, the television and radio presenter, was seriously injured in a helicopter accident in Gloucestershire. The couple spent a number of weeks in hospital before Green returned to present Going Live while still in plaster. Uh, Green and Smith both made a foray into feature films in The Man yeah. Who Knew Too Little in 1997, starring. Bill Murray. What? Um, they play presenters of the Theatre of Life, a fictional British TV show which promised the persistent a role in a crime. I don't know drama. that film at all. Yeah, it's a Bill Murray film. There's a lot of famous people in that film. Oh, uh, Michael George Smith, Mark Smith, uh, born 23rd of April 1955, um, sadly uh, passed away. First of all, August 2014, way too young. Uh, also known by his on-air nickname, Smithy was an English television presenter and radio presenter, racing driver, pilot and business He was player. flying a helicopter, wasn't he? During the 1980s, he co-hosted BBC's Breakfast Time and was among rotating presenters of the music uh, TV show Top of the Pop. Smith's career as a television presenter included uh, Thames TV, CBTV, uh, also Top of the Pop, as I said, Show Business, Friday's People, Noel Edmonds, The Late Late Breakfast Show, right. That Show Business, and Julian Clary's Trick or Treat. He was also one of the TV presenters of Live Aid and helped found Comic Relief. Uh, and presented the TV show as he went. Um, Smith died on the 1st of August 2014 from complications following major heart surgery. Uh, he left more than a million in his will. He also um, stopped, uh, refused to have reruns of himself presenting um, Top of the Pops. Did that? Why you don't see any Top of the Pops. Why is that? I just don't think he wanted it to do, really, something like that. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so, I mean, they are, you know... I well, think well, well, we 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 like people from us. We've we completely there. forgot about Craig Charles, haven't we? I, I, I didn't even realize. I just couldn't. And also, how annoying is he? Oh no, he was around his very annoying stage there. Yeah. I think he's sort of playing that, playing a bit of an act in it. In it. I, I think, think he's, he's really annoying. He is really annoying. There is one, but if you look up uh, Charlie Brooker, uh, he does a little Ghostwatch documentary which you can find on YouTube, and he says one of the most horrific things you'll find in Ghostwatch is this. And there go Craig Charles's face pops up, and he's incredibly annoying throughout the whole of this this documentary. It's, yeah, what makes that believable? Because you think, why have they got him in there? Mm. Oh, is it just because it's diversity and I think all that kind of thing works with it that he sort of ain't got no part in it really no 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 no. Uh, do you can you remember how many times you thought you saw Pipes the ghost throughout the documentary well right afterwards she said how many times you see him in it how many well she said five right there isn't yeah Well, that's what she was saying, and then but she had a smile on her face when she was saying that. I saw it twice. I was I only watched it. I watched it. I'm not going to watch it. Boy, and watch it again. Yeah. Twice I saw it. Okay. There's the one in the room where when she's drawing the thing. I think which that's obvious. in there. That's twice. That that's happens. really obvious. That one in it. The way that you can't. It's really annoying that because you can see. see it. Yeah. <laughs> you can see him standing. But, though the thing is, though, is as we said, you know, you watch that and you see the camera pans away and you see pipes standing behind the curve for quite a while, and you're thinking. Is that a figure? But when it goes back to him and they're trying to go to play VT, it's not there, is it? No. Now, obviously now, stuff like we play back TV, you do mind it and go, well, there it is. Yeah, I know. That's but when it. you watch it live, you kind of, you then see it again when the camera quickly pans past with the red curtain and you see the figure clearly standing there. But when the camera goes back, it's not there. Apparently, people reported seeing it five to eight times. There are, in fact, 13 oh, times right. to see pipes. Including when Craig Charles goes to that waist ground, you see him standing in the corner, just oh, standing right. there. That's so, what you need to see it again. Like but that. then that means we'd have to go see it again. So I'm going to buy Ghostwatch, right? Now I have been trying to find. I do believe our, our, our friend and regular co-host Pete Coleman has uh, behind the curtains. It's supposed to be amazing, yeah, isn't it? Phil, but you can't buy it anymore, right? Because it, it's sold out, and there's, there is a call for it um, to be re-released, and it's not even on YouTube either. That's crazy. Maybe you could talent it, maybe yeah, yeah, if yeah. you want to do that kind of. Thing. I think they really should, or bring out a special 30th anniversary. Because yeah, it's, it's like you know, yeah. anniversary of it, and and have it as a you know an extra mm. extra discount. Kind of um, the ending is really weird, isn't it? Because. I love the ending of it, where the where you know, they're, all, they're all sitting there playing Trivial Pursuit, and you're thinking, hold on a minute, why? Where am? Yeah, they're yeah, all yeah. screaming a minute, yeah, and yeah. they're all sitting there, and the woman turns around and goes, hold on a minute, that's not, that's yeah, not yeah. live because that. the yeah. clock's there. Yeah, yeah. I love that bit. That can't. That was lovely. Yeah, and the thing as well, where Sarah Green had to go on TV and say she won't. It's all right. She wasn't. Stuck yeah, in the bloody yeah, cupboard. Sorry, which is ridiculous, really. Now, do you want to talk about that cupboard? What was the cupboard called? Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now they're on about that. The first thing that the the first thing the writer said, he said, "Let's get it out of the way." When I read, glory holes were very, very different. <laughs> yeah. He said, "If I could change anything, that's the only that. thing I'd change." Yeah, 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 he said, "Turn it in it a week later." Someone said, "Do you know what glory holes are in America?" He said, "I didn't know." <laughs> he just said, "We're not going to explain what glory." No, 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 no. He says, "You can Google that you yourself." Work, yeah, well, if you don't know what it is, you don't need to. And if but, you do go, we're not going to say no more. <laughs> but glory hole in this instance is related to the a cupboard underneath the stairs where they developed the photographs, wasn't it? Like yeah, that. yeah. And they call it for, I don't know why they called it the glory hole, but. No, no, he said the thing he'd like that he said the one thing he'd do as well he said when he was writing the character hmm. the one who was Mr Pipes he was sort of dressing Mr. up in Mr. Women's, Mr Pipes Mr Pipes <laughs> in his uh, what do you call it in his getting dressing up as a woman yeah, yeah. he said now he, ha- he said 
within a year he regretted putting that in. He said oh, it's really? like make. He said you're making a lot of people who are like transgender and all that. He said that stuff. He said I'll just put it in because I was thinking a psycho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said he was a psycho, but he said even psycho now would they have that now? The cat, the probably wouldn't. Would they? Well, I think the thing with psycho though is that he's obsessed with his mom. Isn't yeah, he? So he's dressing up as his mother really. In, in now I left. Uh, like I'm, I'm going to leave later on because I got a Q and A tonight. I left before the Q and A because I had to get home. So you stayed there. So was there anything else insightful for that Q and A? Yeah, the, the interesting thing is where they had a book. Yeah. With a number, right? So they had a real number. They had people phoning in, didn't they? But in real life, they did that as well. They put it out, right? And everything was locked. Yeah. And as she said, 50% were people pissing about. Yeah. Like on the show. Yeah. Because that's what British people are like. Because, yeah. Right? But he said 50% were people seeing really real things. And some of them were bloody disturbing. Really? And they said they wanted to release it as a book, but they're not allowed to. Oh, the BBC owned a book, and oh. it was done... She was saying, because BBC stationery. No, really? That sums up the BBC. Can just copy it from that? Yeah, they else? said they've got it, but they won't release it. They said because they'd have to get in touch with everyone, oh, everyone right. to get, get it released. Yeah. She said, but there's some amazing stuff, scary oh, right. stuff in it. So it just shows you how people want to believe things and yeah. how people don't. Or accessible to it or something yeah. like that. Yeah, you know? but that, that, that was quite interesting. Mm. And, you know, the other thing was, like, they had plans to do another one. Right. They were going to do another one, but the BBC wouldn't have anything. No. They wouldn't touch it. So he said, um, you know, for five years, said, no one talked about it. Mm. He said it was just a forgotten about And he said it was fans. He said it's the ultimate fan. The reason is, is because the BBC want nothing to do with it. No. They said they still don't want nothing to do with Typical it. Typical BBC. Yeah, because they said they petitioned them, so why don't put an iPlayer mm. Uh, for what I have nothing to do with it. It'd be on Bootbox or something like that, no? Uh, that might be the problem. But you you watch it now, and I'm not being funny, it's ridiculous. Well, we always talked about it. We could yeah. used to talk about it in the pub and stuff like that. Yeah. Now, I got, you know what? Do you remember there was another one? Now, I, which was what I thought this was. But I remember when I was younger watching a programme and it was live and it was from a haunted church or something like that. And nothing had happened for Aja. And then suddenly you heard someone go, <sighs> Yeah, yeah. And the, the cameraman legged it out of the thing. Now, what was that? What was that now? I know that. That's it, yeah. I might ask Phil later on, because I'm seeing Phil, he might know. I'll ask him. So I've got some trivia for you, Cal. Go on then. Okay, so, um, <clears throat> he earned a dubious honour of being the first TV player to be cited in the British Medical Journal as having caused post-traumatic stress disorder in children. Yeah, now, if you didn't watch that now, my lap would do with the furnishings of the house. Yeah. Because we were saying... It's pre-laminate, <laughs> pre-laminate times, yeah. and we recognised everything. Yeah. The bar fire, everything just reminded me of being a kid. The yeah, house yeah. just looked like the house looked like a kid. They don't look too. like that anymore, nah. right? Yeah. Carpet on the carpet everywhere, like the crappy milk bottle in the fridge. Everything's bloody right. The bar, the bar. I remember cooking toast on the bloody bar fire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I used to go. I, you know, I, used, to, I used to get Poking chocolate, chocolate digestives and melt it and then yeah. it up. Mm. Uh, the helpline was real. And the first thing people were told when they rang up was, this is not real. Yeah. Although they were still allowed to tell their stories. Okay. Uh, while you may not see him... Oh, I've said that there about things. Um, on the night of transmission... Act, oh, I've said that as well. Uh, Ghostwatch was never supposed to trick to deceive the viewers. It was billed as a drama yeah. and contained a written by title card at the start of job yeah. people tuned in late to the programme, of course, because the film had been on the night. Yeah, the interesting thing is that... Um, and it wasn't that effective, but it was an interesting thing. It was like behind number nine's sort of yeah. semi-live special. Right, I so said, I don't think it worked, but it was a brave attempt. And had some, but that was referencing that. And I didn't realise that until yeah. Phil said that. There's a yeah, bit yeah, in yeah. here. 
I've watched it again since. Oh, really? And I thought, oh, yeah, that's what that is. Because I it completely forgot about mm. Ghostwatch until that popped up and my wife said, oh, do you want to go and see that? And yeah, I texted yeah. you. I'd forgot about it. I thought, oh, that's what that, and that, because they love it. They like, do, and you it. can and see why they love it. Oh, they it. can do, because it's right up Steve oh. Pinter with Shears. I didn't think that worked on Inside Number 9. It's an interesting attempt. <laughs> yeah. But, like I said to you when we was at Ghostwatch, I think the reason why I don't think it worked on Inside Number 9 was because we'd seen Ghostwatch. I think if you hadn't seen Ghostwatch, I think you were in for an absolute treat on Inside Number 9. Yeah. Because you wouldn't have known any different. Oh, no, because you really think it was broke. Yeah. You'd think it was... And like I said, it's the same thing as well. And I'm not going to say anything about this for our listeners. We've already talked about it. If you get a chance, go and buy Forgotten Silver by Peter Jackson. I'm not going to say anything else about it. You can get it for dirt cheap on, on, on Amazon and stuff like that. Um, and also get Ghostwatch if you've never seen it and you've enjoyed us talking about it please do go and buy it because uh, it's it's quite cheap but yeah, yeah, as, but as we've said be though, prepared for be what prepared, it is yeah. don't expect production <laughs> because no, it no. is the 90s was a very bad time design wise in England yeah, yeah, everything yeah. looked cheap yeah even if set looks what about Parkinson walking around like in, in no. bewildered at the end no, no. you see pipes there in the studio yeah. well. but the bit with him when he says he gives it away that he's not yeah. real because no. he's not that good at that he's not thing. a good actor he's either. good at being Michael Parkinson <laughs> yeah. good. well do you know he said most of the budget on that thing when I'm making that TV wall oh, which is terrible isn't it yeah but it didn't exist before that no. yeah. said they were the first to do that to have one picture on it he said that was the most of the budget <laughs> that sums up the BBC doesn't yeah, it, it, does it, does it but it's well, still worth watching if you're okay. younger because you think my god TV used to do things like that mm. Mm. brave they'd never do it now no, no. well you couldn't because we were talking about most haunted so most haunted sort of does Ooh, that thing doesn't that it thing. did I copy this down yeah because you know because that is, she talked about most haunted when they were going to bring it back the thought about doing other ones but wow most haunting does it now and people would be tweeting all the way through it wouldn't they yeah. and they'd ruin it for everyone now I thought I had this written down but I don't unfortunately um, there was several people who was lined up to, to do the Sailor Green role beforehand one of them is Annika Rice yeah. which you can kind of see because she was quite she running around, 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 around. Uh, Joanna Lovely Joanna Lovely oh, she yeah. was lined up yeah. so you can and also funny enough Yvette Fielding yeah, but, ah, but yeah. and, 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 and she, didn't, she didn't go for it but then of course she as you said did, did Mount 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 yeah. which is we, quite, still quite an interesting show my wife still watches yeah. it said, wouldn't you know that it's all made up yeah. it's still interesting yeah, because still. the orbs because the orbs on there is dust from the camera it's, dust from the, it's, it's digital what, cameras picking digital up cameras the light but what I do like about my tours is the fact that they give you the history of the places where they go to which is really yeah. the most interesting see I'm a non-believer and I can watch stuff mm. like a complete non-believer because I don't believe in the afterlife but uh, as long as there's a good story in there and that's the Mr. Pipe but Mr. Bloody Mr. Pipes Mr. P- you're thinking of Rob Kay and his yeah. pipes <laughs> where is Rob Kay I think maybe he's, he's maybe that's him maybe that, maybe he was a ghost all along <laughs> yeah, and yeah, that's yeah, it yeah. And that, he that's was talking us from the after like oh god oh god don't imagine that yeah you see oh. now uh, we did mention it uh, at the end of uh, last month's episode but we are looking at doing a meet up in mm. January did we say yeah. February, January so February we'll see we'll judge the weather we'll judge the weather and it's not it's, it is a waffle meet up but you know we are yeah. simply going we're going out for some beers and if anybody wants to join yeah. us and have a chat about waffles and yeah, yeah. about um, about films TV and everything like that there's a, there's a group of us going out anyway you're more than welcome there'll be more details to follow on our Facebook page so again yeah. please do come along and join our Facebook page you, you, it's a great little uh, community yeah we've got a couple of fans who we like Ian Patterson and people like that yeah, who are yeah, yeah, like there regularly I'd like them I'd like to meet you and have a chat about yeah it, so. have a chat have a good old yarn um, also we do know what we're going to do for our Christmas episode don't we Carol? We actually planned it. We planned. <laughs> Good lord. We planned <laughs> so it, it and we're recording it in a couple of weeks' time because yeah. we obviously we've got busy lives and so on. What are we talking about? 
Riders of the Lost Ark. We are Riders of the Lost Ark. 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 in it. Riders of the Lost Ark. No, you said Riders of the Lost Ark. That's one of your other corner films. Fucking, I told you, man, don't talk about them on the podcast. Talk about getting your ball with paint. So we're going to be doing that for our Christmas episode. So if you're a fan of Indiana Jones, we're not going to talk about the others. We'll briefly talk about it. I bet you'll mention Tom Selleck. Don't ruin the bloody trivia. <laughs> Don't ruin the trivia. Uh, everyone, surely everyone knows that. The kind of somebody going, what the... Have you seen the, the, the footage of Tom Sully doing it? Yeah. He would have been good, wouldn't he? He would have been good. Been, I'm a Tom Sully fan. Yeah, I am. Oh, and he was amazing then. He, he still looks good now, doesn't yeah. he? And he's still got that moustache. Still got his moustache. And he was great in Friends as well. Yeah, yeah. He was great in Friends. There's rumours going around today. Talk of that. On a Five Live, on Radio Five Live, they mentioned there's been a load of rumours going around that they're filming something at the moment. Have you heard about this? No, really? Mm-hmm. This is why they're all meeting. It was a pre meet before they were filming something. Oh, that is. is it, when's it the anniversary? 25 years already, this year. Mm-hmm. Maybe something's going to be on, but I don't know. New Year's Eve, something's on. I don't know. I'd love to see it again. I can't imagine a series. No, maybe a one off. Maybe a nice one. Maybe a film. Maybe it be a film, would it? Yeah, but that was that was it. That was all over Twitter this morning. Oh, right. So Jennifer Aniston has been doing a lot with. Do you know? Do you know they posted that picture of like all the cast and crew smiling. Yeah. Right? And someone turned around and said, "Oh, Matthew Perry's still snorting the." Yeah, I don't think he was a coke addict anyway. No, but no. it looks like he's got some white on his phone. And someone turned around and said, no, this is his phone. He's got a picture of a skull on the back of his phone. And, so, and he's just thinking, there you go. And that's probably the reason why he... Like, he's prescription drugs anyway. He's prescription drugs, yeah, yeah. A bit of booze. He could always have his weight. Oh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. that's why when you watch Friends, it's... Uh, yeah. it's yeah, you do... Seriously, I think he's dead skinny. When he's like really not like bone. Painfully skinny, yeah. And then, he get, and then he, of course he gets back and he's massive. <laughs> yeah. See, I identify myself with Chandler. I go from really thin to just fat. Yeah. That's it. Anyway, so we're going to do uh, Raiders Last Ark. Uh, as I've mentioned before, please do come and join us on uh, Facebook. You're more than welcome. We'd love to have Jerry. And we'll tell you more about us meeting him up. Yeah. And uh, that's it, Cal. So we'll see you all soon. Cheerio. You've been listening to Waffle On. If you'd like to get in touch or join the mailing list, you can by emailing the guys at waffleonpodcast at gmail.com. You can also have some waffly fun by joining their Facebook page. Simply type in Waffle On Podcast in the search bar and away you go. This has been a Waffle On production, copyright Simon Meddings and Mark C. Kelly.